coming down the aisle, representing the Hyphen Podcast Group, they are the unbeatable team of B-Hyphen. I'm just saying, you worked yourself into a shoot answering the question. Handsome Bane. My, my firm belief is a DDT should beat anybody. Showing mad love. Rude me this, Batman. If two go in the pink. The novelist. Diggity dope. And catch it, Eddie. This is what Brock Lesnar thinks he looks like if Brock Lesnar were a beautiful woman. They are the Wrestlecast. Power Welcome wow. to the WrestleCast Power Hour. I that's am. Gonna be, that's going to be a hell of a dark matches pool <laughs> with no context. Love I it. am one third of your world podcast tag team champions. Sometimes one fifth. B hyphen, aka Mister Just in case you forgot. But before I go any further, before we do anything else on the show, it's always very important that I swing the rock over to one of my tag team hosts. And that person would be the Mark Rob showing mad love, Robinson. What up, though? Yo, 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 it's your motherfucking boy, the Mark uh. Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka Henlo mm. Slice, Tell aka me. Bangman Adam Beige, aka Big Thick Dudley, aka mm. Michael B. Jordan, because a nigga don't know how to act, aka the real Mark Marrow, aka Yam Yams Bigelow, aka Suplexes inside of complexes and duplexes with my new Lexus and my necklace only to flex on my exes, aka King Chitlin, aka Fake Wanda Shepard, because do you smell what the mark is cooking, aka Southeast Side Gun, I skipped the Grammys 36 years straight to watch wrestling, aka Larry July, don't check me, check for the new Larry June and Alchemist album on March 31st. Get yourself some motherfucking game. What the fuck is going on? Oh my god, did that happen? Oh, Mark Rob, I love you so much. <laughs> love you that so much, bro. Minute. My man was spitting over here. Like, literally. Literally dropping the bars. There it is. Tonight, in addition to myself and Mark Rob, we have who is technically the sixth member of the Rasselcast family, and technically he was probably the third before Mark Rob, because we have the architect of our entrance music, the man who flipped the beat that you hear at the top of every show with yes. that ow! Villainous! Beats! What Man. Ah. <sighs> Still knocks to this day. It still knocks it does, to this day. It does. So glad to have you back in the guest chair, man. It's been a lot of episodes. Season one was the first time you was on here. You inducted The Rock. That's how early we that were in the process. Early. Oh, wow. The man who put The Rock in the Hall of Fame, also the beat maker, villainous himself, man. How have you been, man? I've been pretty good, man. I've been pretty good. I've been trying to, you know, keep a balance of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of all things that I've been involved in, but other than that, I've been pretty good. So, so you say that you've been involved in a lot of things. Like, would you care to say what kind of things you've been into here lately? Because well, uh, we uh, talked about it off the air, but uh, you yeah. you have a a little bit of a following there, sir. 
bit. So, so I'm doing a lot of TikToks and been tr- well trying to get back to doing a lot of TikToks again. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 25 uh, seconds of villainous. 25 seconds of villainous has been one of the more numerous times where I could just speak my mind for just a short brief of time, you know. Um, so right. and involving a beat that I made called Baby Yoda. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a cute little <laughs> crack. So. I love that beat. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to be just throwing out everything creative as I can. Um, of course, working on new music. Um, mm-hmm. I have a project I'm working on. If you're following me on bank uh, on a Bandcamp um, uh, subscriptions, I've been making like little three P's that are leading up to a bigger album that's going to probably drop sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Working up on follow up of wife uh waifu three, which might be the last one. I'm not sure yet. And um yeah, just and also taking just dropping beats and making commissions and all of that good stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. I'm, I mean just trying to stay involved in a lot of things. Yeah, handsome Bane reached out to you and he was like, Yo, will you flip this for us? And 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 you came through, man, and, and it's been history ever since. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we truly appreciate that. Um, also, my man's been dropping a few songs here and there. I had to hit him up over the, over the summer for that one joint. I was like, I was like, yo, if you ever remix this joint, <laughs> I, I would I would totally hop on this. I may I might have something. I may do that, and I might have something also for you. Okay. If you don't okay. mind, I I never so, mind. Um, I never mind. It's so. A, it, 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 I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make a cipher thing going. So okay, you, you definitely will be involved. Got got you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna ask you again at the end of the show. But do you want to drop that uh, Bandcamp link while we're talking about it real quick? Um, it is vlnsbeats.bandcamp.com. Got Just it. Hit, go go to any of the albums. Hit subscription benefits, and you're pretty much there. It's Three dollars and thirty-three cents every month at minimum. Damn, right. that's a that's a hell of a deal, man. Indeed. Hell, Indeed. hell of a deal. Well, I, I'm really glad glad to know that you're still out here working as hard as you do because, like, you literally you're part of my life every day. Either if I'm on TikTok or I'm on Instagram, I'm seeing something. So, <laughs> so I, I'm constantly up to date on what you're doing at all times. So I appreciate you, bro, and I'm glad that you're here. But I just have to jump into a little segment called do we care to lead off the show all right now and i got some heaters all right i got some things that's going on here so i god so i put this in the chat the other day mark rob i don't know if you saw it but essentially what had happened was somebody asked john cena somebody asked john cena what his thoughts were on Vince McMahon's sexual alle- misconduct allegations. What? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because the person you want to talk to about that is John Cena. Well, yeah. Well, well yes, like, obviously. Obviously. Like, as if he was involved in the shit, too. <laughs> he was, they were running, uh, like, I, I can't even joke about that, but uh, I was going to say they were doing the Alfred Tower, but that's kind of right. fucked up to say. But oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that got dark real quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it <laughs> yes, did. it did. 
All right. So during an interview with the Associated Press, John Cena was asked to give his thoughts on WWE's ongoing efforts to sell the company. Here is what he had to say. <sighs> That's way above my pay grade. I don't know what's going on with that. I love Vince McMahon. He's everything you can want. A great friend, business partner, father, mentor. I love that man. But his business dealings are his business. And what he shares with me, that's between us. I don't know what's going on in corporate and structured WWE or creative direction. And then they said, give me your declaration of love for McMahon. Um, is it tough for you to reconcile your positive feelings towards McMahon with his allegations of sexual misconduct? And John Cena said, no. I mean, everyone has their right to their perspective. I have the right to have mine. When you love somebody, you take them as imperfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes. We all have poor decisions. Lord knows I've made my collection of poor choices. That doesn't mean I'm going to love somebody, not going to love somebody. There's no way I can go on record and say I don't love Vince McMahon. Mark Robb, do you care that John Cena has just defended Vince McMahon for being a terrible person? And he loves him. So. I mean, I... I, I will not go as far as to say he defended McMahon, but okay. If you think about it, un unless he's going to outwardly kind of criticize him, which John Cena outwardly criticizing anybody is is not going to happen. Like if you ask him about Putin, he's going to say, "Well, you know, he, he he's a man with a life and a, and people that love him, so we got to love him too." Like. I, I don't I don't expect John Cena to be truthful about anything. <laughs> I mean, if we be frank, like I don't expect his political his nuanced political opinions on a single thing. And it's terrible that something like sexual assault is politicized, but welcome to 2023, baby. Mm. So is he defending McMahon? I, I, I can't I, I would give him that to say no, he's not defending them, but what he is saying, it, it's kind of it's kind of a thing to where if you do have a relationship with someone who is accused of doing something nefarious, that mm -hmm. is a pretty complex thing to wrestle with. To be, you know, to be very honest, like if we if we have people we loved in our family that was accused of something crazy, you know, we have to reconcile. Well, I grew up with this person for twenty, thirty years. Now I found out that he's a terrible human being. Right. How how do I like reconcile with that? Some people go to their defense. Some people just kind of leave them and don't deal with them anymore. And it's kind of a thing to where he McMahon is obviously not his family, but at the same time, you know, without Vince McMahon in the WWE, John Cena is not John Cena. So if if he wants to feel that way, you know, that is. That's I, I I can't tell him how to feel about McMahon. I can only just say Vince McMahon is a piece of shit. <laughs> so yes. like I yeah. mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's yeah, yeah. Where and also, and I can say that, and to be very honest, for my privilege of not being a John Cena fan, I don't hate John Cena. I the funny you just thing, don't care. To do I, <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually stopped watching wrestling the moment that John Cena started the WWE, WWE. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have a real history with John Cena. So for me to be like, well, I don't fuck with John Cena no more. Like, well, I, I never fuck with him anyway. So, but 
But I will say now, if you're a John Cena fan and you happen to be, you know, someone who does care about the seriousness of what Vince McMahon is accused of, mm-hmm. now you're wrestling with the fact that, wow, this guy who I, who I really fuck with, now he's kind of, you know, he's in a way, he even though he's not championing Vince McMahon, he's at least saying that there are people that love him and you know has got his back or whatever. So it's like one of those things to where if you think Vince McMahon is, is nefarious and but you're a John Cena fan, how do you now reconcile that? So um do I care that John Cena hits with the spin zone? <laughs> uh he's gonna do that anyway. So I don't care about that. Uh are there people in the McMahon's life that love him and will defend him? Like Probably Triple H, who yeah. everyone who everyone has given a pass to because the WWE has turned uh, in the last year or so. So uh, Stephanie McMahon, like you know, so it, it's like one of the things to where it they're going to be people who defend them on the basis of of toxic masculinity right. and just and not believing women and not believing victims of sexual assault, but also there's going to be people that defend him just on the fact that I. I, he saved my life through working through his company, so it's like mm. on the to- on the toxic folks, it's super easy to dismiss them. But for these other folks, the real question is: Can you make room for them? Can you have understanding for them? And if your answer is "fuck John Cena," then it's "fuck John Cena." Um, but you know, I can say for all of us, it's still "fuck Vince McMahon." No matter, I don't give a fuck what the wig wearing yes. John says so so it's like you know whatever i mean a white man defend another terrible white man welcome to you know life (laughs) damn very well said mark rob very well said villainous what are your thoughts do you care i care much about john cena's opinion on vince mcmahon as much as i care about a john cena movie that is not involving him being in the DC movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty much the only one. That's pretty much the only scene of movie I really care about. Um, right, but John Cena gives the impression that he will he knows what side of the bread it's buttered. He yeah. knows yeah. that he owes a lot to Vince McMahon for getting him to be where he is today, and he's just going to make sure that he's always appreciative of that right right or wrong it's a it's very brown noserish and it shows that <laughs> there's a very very big lack of empathy involved with any anybody that would feels like it will be okay to continue to embrace this person that did these things these women and almost got away with it yeah damn yeah and so and so it and actually i I do kind of applaud the journalists for well i I don't know if the person was a journalist i'm I'm assuming they were but the idea was the ap so i'm going to say yes oh yeah so yeah so so, so, yeah yeah. so Mm -hmm. the idea of i'm i'm going to ask my subject a clear direct question of what are your thoughts about this person with the nefarious past? And some people like to hit the Barry Sanders for that shit. And we <laughs> see that we see that John Cena is a young Walter Payton out there. Like, but he he answered it. He said, that "I love Vince McMahon. He he did he did the wild shit. I love him." And 
now it's up to it's up to the audience to be like well all those you know make it the 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 guinness world record person for make a wish is now you know kind of in this sort of gray area of defending you know who we all kind of consider to be a creep yeah um so so yeah so it's one of the things to where not everyone's going to be like kevin nash for example who is going to be someone who is kind of seemingly always on the side of like righteousness in some ways right um Mm -hmm. and so you 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 kind of hope for but at the same time it's just kind of not the reality of what it is i mean you're going to find people like that run counter to what you think and then you still have to either accept that for who they are or just not fuck with it and a lot of people you know kick out chanetti who we love and hold dear she's not fucking with the wwe at all and so you know as you know as a woman as a person who has chosen to be like i just can't fuck with the wildness if vince mcmahon is associated with your company then that's that's you know we we respect that choice to stand on that so it's going to be people on the other side of that um that that run counter to that so it is what it is baby boy damn um i don't care because i'm i'm not surprised he said it but at this point in his career with him really transitioning hollywood i'm kind of i i was not ready for it for some reason i should have known better mm-hmm. but i ultimately no i i don't care um, I, I wish that he would be like if I, I would if he wasn't wrestling right now, I'd be like, I wish he's in a position to say, you know, fuck Vince, but he really can't. So so I get it. But I mean, again, he owes that man a lot. And when someone has helped you throughout life, like you said, um, Mark Rob, it's really difficult for you to separate those feelings, even if they're uh, end up being a piece of shit. So yeah. I don't care on that one. Yeah. But I'm glad that you mentioned that Kat doesn't watch WWE because she watches all all elite wrestling. And I'm also glad that you mentioned Kevin Nash because our next topic, our next topic, we have a quote from Kevin Nash from his latest episode of the click this podcast. I just want to go on record that I've not watched AEW in months. It goes back to Steve Austin and I got a pack that if he's that he's not watching it, therefore I'm not watching it. And what I can tell by Twitter is Taker's now not watching it. It's nothing against any of the talent over there. Anybody that does anything over there, it's just something that we have decided. It's like Lent. You have to give things up. And so we did that. It doesn't change the fact that Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. Doesn't change that at all. So Villainous Beats, how do you feel about Kevin Nash, normally an ally and somebody who's very inclusive, cutting out a whole organization from his watching considering he's not really a um wwe employee and on top of that are you surprised that stone cold and undertaker have thrown in on this lent version of not being with AEW? so much has occurred (laughs) (laughs) one thing into the other thing and inside the other thing and up the ass of the other thing the Okay. Um it's a lot to unpack. Right. So first off, um Kevin Nash. Um okay, you're a veteran. You 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 have the right to watch what you want to watch and nobody gives two shits. Right? Same with Taker, same with Steve. Um that doesn't take away from your legacy at all. 
However, it it doesn't look good that the fact that you're talking about it because it makes you feel it makes you look really bitter, really yeah. really bitter in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, sure, you can shout out Kenny Omega, but when you're trashing the company that he's still under contract for or is negotiating contracts for, that that just feels like a very big backhanded compliment to me. Right. It's not a good look. Just the way I see it. So, Mm -hmm. um, Kevin Nash, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. <laughs> no, this is not care Kevin actually talking about. So, so so let me ask. So is there is there was there like a history of beef between him and the company or like none, none whatsoever. None. Like there oh, okay. was absolutely it was absolutely uncalled for, like last like, from when I text, like he always praised AEW when mm-hmm. it was coming out. Like right. it wasn't any animosity, it wasn't any tribalism like we would see it nowadays. It just came out of left field. I'm like, all right. Okay. It it just felt like he he had to he got paid to make a point on his podcast, is what it sounds like. Like somebody gave him a call and was like, Hey, I need you to lay, to say you don't fuck with AEW. I want you and Austin and Taker to say that. Just do it. Do it right now. Do it. <laughs> Titus, tell him. Oh, come Hilarious. on, Vince. <laughs> I like AEW, Vince. Titus, I said do it. God damn it. Now, say you don't like all elite wrestling. <laughs> I'll take a trip under another ring. I'll do it. Uh, it's, well, I mean, it's, you know what? <laughs> I think we need, in the in the spirit of, athletic competition you you need you know we we all grew up in the uh the the east coast versus west coast beef uh we grew up we grew up when it was when it was no limit versus cash money records Mm -hmm. Uh, you know we we grew up in you know in in time when you know when you know you had you had you had to pick a side and stand on it so you know i i think uh, for the spirit of of competition, for the spirit of you know, w- we need people to 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 you know, rally the troops for, for our cause or not, to say fuck that side or not, you know, fuck it, you know. Um, now, I mean, we uh, the Monday Night Wars was even though Eric uh, in the Attitude Era, uh, they don't necessarily mix all that well. No. You yeah. know, I, I am someone who was baptized in the Attitude Era fire. So, mm-hmm. so the nights of I'm gonna I'm gonna tape one I'm gonna tape Raw, but I'm gonna watch Nitro live, and then you know the next morning before school, running back to wrestling tape to catch up on the matches and shit. Like, you know that that was a real last time. So it was, and so AEW is a big enough company now to where, I mean, I don't think I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that necessarily like WCW rivals to WWF, mm-hmm. but but they are at least you know the the second most I would say famous wrestling company behind the entertainment formerly yes. the federation so uh, so yeah. yeah man so yeah man fuck it you, they need the i don't know i don't think they like broadcast on the same nights anymore i don't know the broadcast schedule but only on yeah. fridays but they're like 
they're like right after each other. So like and like normally um Rampage goes on at ten and SmackDown ends at ten. So um everything else is separate. So yeah, man, you need they need to start putting up them time slots up together. So having <laughs> some Friday night wars. You know what I'm saying? Well they but, had some they did have some Wednesday they, night was, wars. No, it was Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I'm sorry. Before oh, ramp before they had the, they ended up having to move um Dynamite to Wednesday. Um yeah. yeah, it was NXT pretty much versus um Dynamite for the longest time and they were always going head to head. And AEW was winning a lot of that because honestly as good as NXT was, it wasn't comparing as far as star power to NXT, which was more like a of course that's like the indie brand of WAE and all the and all the young the young bucks can learning their way uh, throughout the system and working their way up. So it really couldn't hold a candle even when they had like some of the bigger names. So they, they have done that, but I, I I don't care about this because if you want to plant your flag on one side, it's going to establish healthy competition. Um, I mean, maybe they'll feel some kind of way that Kevin Nash don't want to watch your so Stone Cold and Undertaker not watching is not surprising. Both of them are definitely still in WWE's payroll. Uh, Stone Cold may wrestle again this year at Mania. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's in talks. It is in talks. Um, so w- with that said, those takes don't surprise me. And I, I don't see, I mean, whatever. Like, if, if Nash and, and Austin are that close, we're like, hey, let's not watch AEW together. It's like, well, whatever. That's, that's not going to make a big difference. Plus, again, Nash did say he didn't think it was very good right now from what he heard, but he isn't watching, so he doesn't have a true opinion. And he, he still didn't trash him outright. He gave Kenny Omega his props. So I can't be mad at that at all. All right. There it is. There it is. So I want to segue from that to an unexpected do you care question because it go, kind of goes off some villainous it said to me before we started here. So I just mentioned that Stone Cold may wrestle again. And last year, everybody was very happy with his match against KO. It was it was very satisfying for what it was. Um, we're gonna go back to Mark Rock. Mark Rock was that a good go, match though, or was, was that just a nostalgic cocaine hit? Nostalgia. Nostalgic cocaine hit. Yeah, a really good bump for nostalgia. Yeah. It had all that, yeah, all that, was, bro. Also, was looking a little shaky when he was like, he yeah, he had he had the most beers in one. <laughs> He had, he had a none that pain, boy. Oh, mm. no. It's like, fire them boys immediately after this. They will never work in this town again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. So I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, he was asking about can't The Rock, a.k.a. DJ, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson, get one night off to do Mania to wrestle Roman, which is something that has been rumored for years now since Roman has come back as a heel, that ultimately it's going to be The Rock versus Roman. Do you care that The Rock is not making the time to come and wrestle Roman this year? And then the question that goes off of that, do you care that Stone Cold may wrestle again in 2023? Mark Rob. See, man, we need to we need to keep The Rock away from acting as much as possible. So <laughs> so so this so this success well, this attempt is oh. unsuccessful. Oh. So because he will keep acting, no, I'm not, I don't. I don't care about that at all. Oh and, my god! And we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about, you know, the older you get, should you still be wrestling? And <laughs> did. we, I think we did not come off as ages because, for the very most part, we were very 
if you want to wrestle and you're healthy enough to wrestle and you accept the terms, you should wrestle. But I, I don't care about no Stone Cold wrestling in 2023. <laughs> like, like she, yo, he gonna he gonna do like a like a, a suplex and need three beers like on the spot. Like, <laughs> nah, man. Nah. He's been working out a little bit though. He's getting back in better shape this year. He's been posting on Instagram. He's like only drinking like twice a week now. And oh, cool. Just... <laughs> He's dropping mid size sedans. Exactly. Oh. Oh, Yo, that oh. is, no, no, honestly, I saw that earlier this week. And I'm like, what is this little who is this? Why is that Stone Cold's car? <laughs> that is not a car I would associate Stone Cold with. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is that is the most oh yeah. It hurt me a little bit. Like I, I, I took negative one damage that day. <laughs> Reading that, and I'm just like, wow. But no, like he, he, I, I don't want to see him in the ring, no more. Okay, so villainous does not care, and he, and you don't care about the Rock coming back either, or you do care about I, the Rock. I'm I'm at a point where, although that he's my favorite wrestler, he will always be my favorite wrestler. If he doesn't come back for a match, it's but at least like an appearance to smack somebody down one good time, one good sliding people's elbow for the road. <laughs> if I get that, I'll be fine. If I don't see him wrestle, if I don't see him wrestle again. I'll be fine with that as well. But at least just come in and just say, hey, y'all, I love you. I miss you. I appreciate you. My new movie's coming out. I'll be be fine with that too. Right. Okay. Um, I know. I understand. I do not care about seeing Stone Cold Russell anymore. I'm a big believer in wrestlers. It's just like right when rap when rappers retire, man. When wrestlers say they're gonna retire, I want them to stay retired. Like Sean came out of retirement. We know we don't talk about it. Stone Cold came out of retirement now. Takers came out of retirement multiple times, but he seems to finally have it's finally taken, even though people are constantly like, So if you had offered for a match, would you come back? He's like, No, I can't do it. <laughs> I he was at an interview with Ariel not too long ago. He's like, I, I can't do it. I cannot go out there and have a match. It will be terrible. Like there's this whole docu series about how awful his wrestling had gotten and why he ended up having to go out in the boneyard match. So I prefer them to stay re- retired, because um, I feel like Stone Cold's final match against The Rock in 2003 was the right way for him to go out. I was mm-hmm. fond the KO appearance, but I don't need Stone Cold every year for the next three years until he seriously hurts himself. Hurts himself. What up, you mutant miscreants? It is I, Oroko Saki, aka The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead Podcast, starring me, The Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, to top it all off, I, I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the national, the national BA, the W national BA. Um, uh, oh damn it! I've run into the lyrics. I'm sorry, but just check out the Shredhead podcast. It's me. It's Krang. It's crazy. 
I personally would like The Rock to come back to wrestle Roman and Roman only, but if I would prefer it really be, I like if you're gonna bring The Rock back, I want it to be we don't see him until the night of the show, and he's really there just to whoop ass. I don't. I feel like he has. A, he's done enough throughout the years. We don't need to see the 20 minute promo on Raw. We mm. don't need to have him do via satellite anymore. I just need him to literally, literally say, like, even if he wants to write a, tw- like, I don't care. Do it on Instagram. He does those Instagram videos all the time. Go on IG on your IG videos. Drop a three minute joint saying you're challenging Roman. Roman accepts, and then you show up for Mania, and y'all have a match. That's all I need, and then he can leave. Uh, so I do care that The Rock is still not showing up because I feel like this angle needs to happen at some point. When's the last time The Rock wrestled? 2015 was it with Ronda? Is that right? Wasn't it him and Ronda versus uh, Stephanie and Triple H? No, that was. Or if I think uh, about that was Kurt Angle, wasn't? That was Kurt um, Angle. Or was it when he wrestled Rusev? Was it Ru- or Rusev no, surprisingly? You would it know. Was, That's um, your main. <laughs> the Wyatt family. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So so that was like mid 2010. Yeah, it was him, Cena, and the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's been a while. He, he's not been around. Pretty sure he has not been around since he raised Roman's hand at uh, the Rumble that Roman won, and everybody was booing him and him and Roman because nobody liked Roman as a face back then. So I think that might be the last time he was there other than popping up for like a birthday celebration or something, which he did for a few years. So he's been out of the loop. Right. So yeah, stay off the movie sets, man. Please. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. More Batista movies, though. Give us more Batista. Yes. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll see him in Dune 2 later this year. There you go. There it is. Exciting stuff. Have one more do you care, and this is a happier do you care. I promise. Yep. All right. Headline is simply Rey Mysterio be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Villainous beats. Do you care that Ray's finally getting his just due and going into hell, the WWE Hall? Hell yes, I absolutely care about this. It's been a long time coming. Like mm-hmm. for if you've never ever really get, learned about anything outside of Luchador in Mexico, you know Rey Mysterio. Ow. Yeah. On multiple brands, no matter where he goes, it pops, it does well for that time he's on there. He's always entertaining. He's always at the right place at the right time. The best athletic ability, the greatest entertaining, storytelling, everything. Like, And he's finally getting into the hall. It's finally getting his just due. He should have been there several years ago. But yeah, I'm glad we're just mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah, before he, before he gets too old and hurts himself, or before yeah something bad happens to him, hundred percent. I I agree. Um, so I definitely care about this. You sure with the with the dark matches material in a couple of weeks, they they may question if you actually care, Kellen. But, <laughs> but you do care. All right. No. All I right. do care. I All do right. care. Dang, Mark Rob, how do you feel about Ray going in? Ray still wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's Man. he's about to have a match of mania with his son. They're building up to it. Oof. I am 
better now than never. Man, I mean, <laughs> if you're still wrestling, should you be in the Hall of Fame? Isn't you aren't you supposed to retire to get into the Hall of Fame? Nope. No, there's no rules for that in WWE. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the Dudleys were still wrestling when they were inducted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. You know, again, uh, listeners are probably tired of hearing me say how much I I love WCW Cruiserweight Division, but we never Ray, get tired of that. Rey Mysterio is a big piece of that history, and yeah, man, is 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 just due. He definitely deserves. It. So congratulations, to that man. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite Ray matches. Um. Well, not technically a match. Uh, it was a series of matches. It was in 2011. It was, um, I believe it was July, and the WWE Championship was vacant, vacant, and they held a tournament to see who was going to win the WWE Championship, and Ray wrestled all the way through that bad boy and ended up beating The Miz for the WWE Championship, and he had a bunch of stellar matches on Raw that night, and I gained a new respect for him, and he won it, and then Vince promptly took away the championship opportunity for him. It was like, you're going to face John Cena next week for that championship. <laughs> Full circle moment, baby. And there it is. There it is. No wow. no wonder John Cena still love his ass. He's throwing him out of you. God damn. <laughs> pretty oh, pretty oh, much. Oh, I, I love Vince. I, I love me some Vince with man. He, he pick out my wigs for me and all about movies. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I love me some Vince McMahon. I love me some Vince. How many times Cena won the chip? Like at, at least six Vince. times. Uh he he's at 14, I believe. Yeah, he's he's set to break he's set to break um Ric Flair's streak. Okay. Because Flair's at 16 or 15, right? Uh, most most for championships like all, of all time. If they're tied, if they're if they're not tied, he's right behind Flair, and then Randy's like right next to him. Yeah, and then Charlotte would probably be the next closest one. Look at the dog. Look look at all that nepotism and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> of course you love Vince McMahon, motherfucker. We know why. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I got to stand up against Vince McMahon. I, I'm about to break them records. I can't do that. I love me some Vince McMahon. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. What a, man. what a man. Oh, my You Lord. love me, John. Oh. Tell me you love me. Tell oh, me oh my God. Vince McMahon, I love you. Jesus Christ! Should I go with the Should I go with the the strawberry blonde toupee or the jet black this time? <laughs> Give me the jet black, John. Oh Give me the jet God. black. I was thinking the same thing too. Oh, y'all, y'all evil. Tell, tell, tell Titus to get in here. Titus, <laughs> get in here with the camera. We're going Dang to want to save this for posterity. Take some pictures of me, Titus. How how my hair look, man? Oh, 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 my God. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. That, that, that's Oscar nominee. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. No, my Lord. Dwayne can't top us. The Rock can't top us. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Really? 
Yeah, I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm on tonight, bro. I'm, I'm, I like woke up oh, from a nap ready to go, boy. That, you are on that bullshit. That's what you are. You are on sure that bullshit. Right. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. You are on that bullshit, boy. That, that the, is fantastic. The, the narrator said he was on that bullshit and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wonder how you got here. Well, it all started back. Last, it, last it all it all started with the time change. Fucking love the Mark Rob sleep schedule. He takes you naps ain't work and he wakes up looking for a fight. <laughs> and his tonight's opponent, John Cena's wigs. John Cena's wigs. John Cena's wigs. I'm about to RKO them bitches to the trash can, boy. <laughs> please send me, please send me that John Cena's wigs clip, please. Out oh. of nowhere, I got you. Out of nowhere, woo. Oh. He know we know they wigs, right? They look <laughs> terrible, bro. They look so bad. They look so bad, man. Come on, man. <sighs> Jesus. Oh my word. Well, he gets for keeping it wearing that hat and keeping his hair so short all those years, Joe. <laughs> sweating in the mat, sweating out his follicles. Oh, so what was the question? <laughs> that that concludes another rousing session of Do We Care? Rousing is right. Golly. Come on, Vince. Uh so I figure to to segue us away from that. <laughs> I figure that since it's WrestleMania season and we are approaching the end game of our program tonight, I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to talk about a little bit of WrestleMania history. So I thought that we could go through any mania match, one through one through thirty-eight, whatever you want, and pick a mid-card match that was your favorite that you would recommend to somebody to watch. Now, the only rules are it cannot be a main a main event or a double main event, and it cannot have The Undertaker in it because The Undertaker's matches all contain the streak for the most part other than anything that happened after Brock. So, Villainous Beats, sir, do it you have ha- a selection? It has to. It has to be. There's no other way that it could be the triple threat ladder match fucking du- fucking Dudley's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ed Christian party yes. boys like and then just realize and then finding out that a lot of the spots were being called and I don't know if y'all know this they were called from Rhino yeah Rhino yeah. Uh huh. Rhino masterminders like right I never would have guessed that. Like that I just found that out not that long ago. It was so well choreographed, and and the yes. idea, just just figuring out like how they were trying to figure out how they were going to do the hanging spear. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like, shout out to the Dudleys, shout out to the Hardys, shout out Ed and Christian, shout out the Rhino. That was the. I I honestly will say like that will be any main event match ever in life. 
Yeah. I'll say, I'll say that and leave it alone. I'll fight and anybody on there. Yeah. I, so you, I, I I forgot that was a WrestleMania event. I, I remember the match and I forgot that was a WrestleMania event. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was crazy. So so you're talking about since Rhino's in it, you're talking about two thousand, right? WrestleMania two thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both of those matches, the fact that they were able to take what they did at X7 and build upon it and make it even better, it's just mm. insane. So that that's a great choice. That is a fantastic choice. I, I love that pick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here while Mark Rob gathers his information. Oh, I, well, I, I know my match. Oh, uh, well, uh, go ahead, Mark Rob. Go, go I, for it, sir. I forgot this match was WrestleMania also, Ooh. but... Before the the WrestleMania 2000 match we just talked about for uh, for the ladder match, yep. uh, I think I don't know if this was the first. I don't, it could not have been the first ever ladder match, but I feel like it was probably the first one that mattered to me. The Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Ooh. WrestleMania 10, baby. That yeah. that is an all time classic, man. R.I.P. Razor, man. He his um. Scott Hall's one year of passing just, just came up. A lot of people have been talking about Razor here lately. So, mm-hmm. and shout out to Hi Gabby, who was on the show two weeks ago. Uh, she just posted a, a TikTok about that very match and, and how everything lit up to um, the culmination of that match. It was a second ladder match in WWE history, Mark oh, okay. WWF history. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, that match, again, nobody, because no, nobody had seen it before. So you have you have Razor Ramon on one side. You got Shawn Michaels who had lost his championship because he couldn't he couldn't defend it, and then Razor won it. And then Shawn came back and was like, "Hey, I'm the champion." And Razor's like, "No, you're not. We're going to wrestle." <laughs> so that was me with my little action figures there. Um, and that th- then that match just exceeded the expectations. And they didn't even do anything crazy as far as spots with the ladder. They used the ladder as a tool obviously, and there was some jumps off the ladder, but it was such a well, um, well orchestrated match between the two of them, I really feel like, where you, you, of course, you didn't know what the outcome was going to be, but it really felt like a um, really, um, it was just a beautiful match to watch all together, and then there's just having your ladder in the middle of it, so that's why it's so classic. Of course, you have um, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Shawn Michaels. You got the great Razor Ramon. And it, it's definitely one that everybody should see. If you like wrestling, you need to turn on WrestleMania 10 and watch this match, for sure. Even, great selection. Even just, even just the intro of uh, of Scott Razor walking under the ladder and selling it like that. Like, mm-hmm. he was... I don't know if we ever talked about Perfect Hills, and maybe that would be a topic for another night, but... I think he's definitely one of the most perfect heels that WWF WWE has ever had, man. Oh, hundred like percent. He knew how to sell his shit, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, he put it in there tight, man. Like, like he was he was the bad guy, and he he embraced that shit so hard. And there was yeah, never a moment he never faded from that. From the moment he was became Razor to the moment he walked out of the company um, to go be Scott Hall in WCW, he was always Razor. You knew what you were going to get, and he delivered every single night. And I know we talked about this when he passed away, but his character was so larger in life that he didn't need the title. Yeah, he had his IC titles, everything like that, but he didn't need the big belt to to be as popular as he became. Um, 
it, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why it was so iconic that uh, it became iconic that when he jumped ship and all of a sudden he shows up first at WCW, everybody's like, what are you doing here? And then he, <laughs> he's kind of doing Razor, Razor, but he's not doing Razor. And then WWF's like, hey, that's our character. You can't use that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he was a special talent, man. Uh, he, he, he definitely would be a definition of a perfect heel. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, Kellen. So, so what's your pick, Kels? Um, I picked something more recent. I actually went to WrestleMania 30 for mine, and my choice would be Triple H versus Daniel Bryan in the opening match of WrestleMania 30, because Ooh. yeah, because that was of course during the Yes movement, Daniel Bryan had uh, upended everything where it was supposed to be Batista versus Randy Orton for the championship. He was so over. After Batista won the Rumble, they 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 just had to change course. They're like, we're going to go with this Dan O'Brien kid. And then Triple H did everything he could, uh, did his best. Um, uh, you you're not worthy to be in this spot. You got to wrestle me before you get to them. And they really went out and had a absolute banger out there. And you you again, you didn't know who's going to win. It was Triple H. So you're like, oh, Triple H is going to end up winning this and somehow. And Triple H didn't even care about the belt. He was just trying to keep them away from uh, his guy because the authority was a thing. So he's trying to keep him away from Randy Orton um, and then so that Batista and him could wrestle. And they really went out there and, and had a great match. And tri- Triple H even did some spots you normally see him do. And again, it was just a great um, wrestling match all, all, all the way through. And then when Daniel Bryan triumphed, at the same time, you're like, okay, he just wrestled earlier, suspending disbelief, of course. Now he's got to go into triple threat. How is he going to pull this off? And then we all know the rest is history. So th- that would be my choice to watch Daniel Bryan versus Triple H to see not only Triple H wrestle in a way that you typically don't get to see him wrestle, but to see Daniel Bryan at the peak of his powers in WWF. He's still great over as Danielson in AEW, but to see him in that era prior to the neck injuries and how big and how over he was, it was just a thing of beauty. Uh, so is, is anything that he's doing now in uh, AEW, like, is it even comparing to his WWE run? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm oh. going to say yes. I, I will say yes only because the match he had with MJF with the Iron Man match and then going to overtime, I really enjoyed that. So that's what got get a yes out of me. If you had said asked me before Revolution, I would have said no. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. Like I would like maybe when he was maybe his feud with Hangman. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, like I've not really been all that much impressed with Daniel Bryan as I as I could be. It's, okay. Right. So it, I asked where I'm at with it. It was that was a good match uh, though. It did have a whole lot of drama. It, it had a lot of drama, and I'd obviously I would easily put that on the top of all his matches he's had. He did have some great ones coming into the company, of course, um, with Omega and with Hangman, mm-hmm. and uh, got a lot of um, hype and anticipation for that. But then once Blackpool um, formed, he's just kind of been like. I'll wrestle every couple of weeks and wrestle this one guy. And the MJFU was nice to kind of bring him back to the forefront as, hey, I'm still a championship wrestler. But besides that, they, they really haven't had too much to do with him. And I, I understand that. I mean, he probably went to AEW for a lighter schedule, obviously. I know he left during COVID and they weren't doing house shows at WWE. 
but it's probably easier for him to be on that kind of AEW schedule than it is a WWE schedule and always being away from his kids or from Brie. So I can completely relate to that. So, so I, I guess, I don't know if this may be the, I don't know. Um, so we let, I guess maybe a full circle question. Yeah. We kind of talk about Kevin Nash, basically <laughs> he's not outwardly saying he's WWE only, but he's outwardly saying I'm not AEW. If you guys had to, if someone was like, I want to watch uh, a wrestling company, but I only have time to watch one starting like right now, who who would you pick? Would you pick AEW or would you pick WWE? Or would you, I, I know, I know, like, I know Nav would be like, oh, New Japan, but uh, <laughs> we're we, we not, we're we not talking Nav about our not sisters right now. Uh, right. But. So I guess uh, villain is what what would you pick right now AEW or WWE? That is hard because they're both doing stories that I'm really enjoying right now. Um, of course I love seeing uh gold around the house any of the House of Black members. Um, mm-hmm. long time well, coming. Yeah, but Sammy, Cody, Roman. All of that and uncertainty. It's working. So been, it, it's it's been a lot of magic going on on both sides, and I I'm I'm glad I'm seeing that rather than one is putting out crap and the other one is putting out gold. That that just throws me off. So, I I, I think I think I'm gonna just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm, MJF has really good heels. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with WWE. Oh, mm. okay. I'm gonna go with WWE. Okay. Well, again, a great question. My answer may surprise you. My answer is all elite wrestling, and I oh. say that I say that because. As the resident WWE guy of, of the group, mm-hmm. I I think that take Cat for example to bring her up again. AEW is more accessible to a new fan where you're getting on the ground floor with these wrestlers, most of them who really are still building their characters and building their their lore and their history with this new company that's only four years old at that point, which we tend to forget. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I feel like AEW would be a better choice in that avenue because then they can they they have a nice they have a huge roster they can kind of pick and choose who they want to follow they can learn the learn the ins and outs of wrestling everything like that and i really feel like it's a good starting point it's really accessible too especially especially for new fans um there's not a ton of pay-per-views they they only do like what five or six a year yeah four um revolution all out yeah yeah they do all out and then they do um uh, the the one that punk got uh, double or nothing, they do revolution. So they they only have like four, like you said, and everything else is all on TV like all the time. They have a, a contract uh, with a major cable company, so it's not like you have to go look for it like Impact or uh, New Japan or anything like that. It's really accessible to find. Their social media game is on point where they're constantly posting about mm-hmm. everything and keep you up to date. <clears throat> so I, I do feel like. For someone to introduce them to the to the idea of it, I'd say all elite wrestling. My heart lies with WWE because that's what I grew up on, and that's what I I tend to love, good and bad. 
definitely good and bad, <laughs> but I would yeah. say all eight. Now I I know, you know, AEW, Tony Khan. You know, I think he I think he's kind of a I don't think he's like a he's not like a nefarious person. Like he's not. I don't think he's necessarily shady, but he, he got a little he got a little stink on him. A, a little, a little qu- He got some question marks floating above his skull. Yeah. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. But but WWE is burdened by history, mm-hmm. and so you know they they're I mean Vince Vince McMahon it's like fucking RoboCop he just won't die <laughs> like so <laughs> so it's and you know and you don't have to worry about like even like I mean even though Kevin Nash was saying you know um you know he doesn't watch it you don't have to really worry about legacy acts really trashing WWE I'm sorry really trashing AEW so if you're right. if you're like someone who is like a, a, a kid in elementary school or like your friends in like middle school and you know you're you're kind of bonding over this like this new kind of this new wrestling company I think AEW has a, a really good opportunity in doing that building and establishing their own legacy and not having to rely on, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling at WrestleMania. So, <laughs> it's so they, they don't have legacy acts that, I mean, we, we like to see it, like, in theory, but it's kind of like, at, at some point, the new blood has to kind of step up. And so I think AEW definitely has that kind of in spades, but I don't know if they got the heat that WWE has or not, so... And I'm actually excited because the segment that they did with MJF's rebar rebar mitzvah the other night, like all of the younger talent is seems to be lining up to go for the championship now. Like Jungle Boy was there, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Yeah. Yes. Are are you a fan of Darby? Of Darby's I'm, work? Look, Darby and Darby and MJF was one of my one of my favorite feuds in recent memory so yeah. <clears throat> the fact that them going back at it for a strap oh sign me up sign yeah. me up for the chaos i i agree but i don't know what it is but i've suddenly probably in the last month or two have really been paying a close attention to jungle boy and i'm kind of like all right jack perry i, I kind of want to see it i kind of want to see him get his opportunity i don't know if he's quite ready to put the strap on him but I do like him a lot. I do feel like we got to get rid of the music and the Jungle Boy name. Just let him be Jack Perry. Make him a little bit more serious. But he, he can he's go. Not, he's not black, is he? No. no he's, he's Luke no. Perry's kid. Thank What? Luke? Oh, no. Luke Perry? Like, you didn't know yes. that. 90210? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dylan's kid. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. All right. <laughs> I'm, so in the background, I'm watching the... Uh, the Dudleys, Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian match, and I just yeah. saw Lita get 3D. <laughs> Mark uh, Rob, Lita is currently uh, one of the women's tag team champions. Uh, do you care? We care about women do woman power doing women things, so I can't go. And we're in Women History Month, so I can't go against that. <laughs> but I, I care too. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Give me more leader. Give me more leader. Like mm-hmm. the, time she, the time she got hurt was a lot of leader gone. So oh man, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You ain't lying. So I, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying the feud with Damage Control. So villainous. One more yeah. time, for people. 
our produ- our producer extraordinaire. Where can the people find you in the world of social media? <sighs> you can find me on IG V N S underscore beats. I'm also on TikTok and also on IG as the Villainous Network. It's where you hear my my world rants, see cosplays, me act a fool, interact with Carter, make music, and just be absolute chaos on your airwaves. Um, you can stream damn near anything. The last thing I dropped was a single of me rapping again called mm-hmm. Nerf Guns and Super mm-hmm. Soaker. Yeah, I, you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. Where I, where I talk about gun violence and play in uh, the place of my play violence, if you will. Right. Um, right. Just things I learned is track between me and my youngest and my youngest brother. Um. So yeah. Yeah, big things are happening, and more music is coming. Absolutely, that's what we love to hear. We love to see it. So, Villainous Beats, thank you so much for joining us again. I am one fifth of your world podcast podcast tag team champions. Be hype! And for the Mark Rob, I leave it to him. Sign off before we give it to the secretary. It's Mark Rob. Take us away. Get us out of here. Let's make America great again. That's going to be a hell of a dark match, this boy. Woo. <laughs> you can find B Hyphen at B Hyphen on Twitter and The B Hyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ILA underscore POW. Mark Rob can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Mad Love. Sayonara, smelly nerds. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?